I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters. I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who has been covering beauty, fashion, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, I'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Beauty is a Bitch. I'm super excited to present my guest today. The first one, I have two today. The first one is Christy Hunston. She is the co-founder of the plant-based skincare brand, Avoila. She was born in a small town in Ohio. Christy graduated from Mount Union College with a degree in communications. After interning at an advertising agency during college, Christy knew this ever-changing creative industry was for her. Shortly after college, Christy moved to New York City, where she worked her way up in her career at some of the biggest agencies in the world. She met her life partner, Dave, in New York City, and they decided to move to the West Coast for a change of scenery and lifestyle. Once in Los Angeles, Christy and Dave decided to start a family, which resulted in her passion for a cleaner lifestyle and the desire to become an entrepreneur, so she would have more time for herself and her family. And this is how Avoila was born. Grace O'Sullivan had a 25-year career as a creative director in advertising in New York City and Philadelphia. She is now the co-founder of Avoila Skincare and president and founder of Boom Chica, a small marketing agency in Philadelphia. She is responsible for the visual development of the Avoila brand, and because of her own experience with sensitive skin, has become a champion of organic plant-based skincare. Hi there. How are you? Hi. Good. I How are you? I'm great, because I'm so excited Good. to talk about this topic today, because this is something that has just been, I don't know, a hook in my craw, a craw in my hook, uh, just a real something that just really kind of pisses me off. And it's the ticking clock on TikTok beauty trends because it is the wild west. It is crazy stuff out there. It really is. Um, some of it is comical, but then some of it really scares me because I'm afraid people, women particularly, are really going to do some of these crazy skincare things that we've been seeing. So let's start with my first question. TikTok skincare has generated many quick hitting beauty hacks that work and many that don't and are downright dangerous. Can you each name two trends that are actually worth trying? Who wants to start? Sure. Yeah, I can start. Uh, okay, first of great. all, I, this is a great topic um, and it's really important because when you talk about your skin, it's not someplace that you really want to take chances, I would think. Um, okay. But one of the trends that I that I use and I love is um, is double cleansing, because uh, I think that when you cleanse your skin first with a, it's usually an an, an oil based cleanser, right? You have if you're wearing makeup, especially that's oil based, you're gonna want to use an oil based cleanser to kind of lift all the grime up, lift all the makeup up, uh, and then you can use another. I use a gentle cleanser uh, to really take the rest of the grime off. This way, you're really making sure that everything is. Um, all those nasties are kind of off your face. I agree with that. So I would say that's that's a go. As long as you're using the right products for you, that's a go. Christy, do you have one? I absolutely do. I have been loving some face yoga, right? We do yoga for our bodies, 
But most people don't think about really exercising and massaging those muscles in our face as well. Um, So it does a couple of things. It increases the blood flow and circulation, which helps with the, uh, the appearance of the skin, the lymphatic movement in the skin as well. Like I get a little bit puffy around my neck area. Um, especially if I've been traveling or maybe I haven't been eating as well as I like to. Mm. And just doing some massage around my jawbone in my neck really releases that puffiness. So that's one of my, my favorite things to do. Yeah. I, I, and they're fun to watch. <laughs> yes, they are. And silly. Uh, you, know, you can get really silly and fun with you know, sticking out your tongue and making... Yeah roaring noises, all of that good stuff. So it can so it's be- it's kind of like meditation mixed in with it a little bit. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Okay, Grace, you got another one for us? Um, no? Anybody? Okay, you just- I got one. one. I oh, got well, one. Another one, Christy. Well, so this one is similar to the face yoga, but it involves a tool. So it's ice rolling. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have, but explain it. Yes, so Other basically you can use a cold- gua sha tool or an actual ice roller um, that you put in your refrigerator um, so it's nice and chilled. And this is something you work around your face muscles as well. Also helps with circulation, blood flow, um, relieving tension. Maybe you've just had a procedure at the dermatologist's office. This would be a great thing to do after that procedure to help your skin really heal. So I can get really... behind the idea of ice rolling and face yoga because you're just using your own touch for the most part to improve right. the appearance of your skin. I used to have one of those ice rollers in my freezer and come to think of it, I, haven't, I think my husband got rid of it. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> like, what is this? I think I maybe this doesn't belong I don't understand here. what this is. So what's going on yeah. there? But, um, yeah. As the age old saying goes, don't always copy what you see on the internet. Can you tell us what's so dangerous about I'm going to list a couple of popular trends. Okay. Let's Mm -hmm. first talk about slugging and let's explain. Let's talk about slugging. Yeah. Let's, Grace, do you want to just just explain what slugging is in case the listeners don't? Well, I mean, first of all, the name, right? The name comes from actually using slugs on your face. So um, right from the get-go, it's probably not something you want to try, Um, but it's gotten a lot of attention and, you know, in the way it's used now is with uh, an, an occlusive like a Vaseline or something that's very thick that is applied to the skin after cleansing and you, you sleep with it. So you're basically clogging your pores uh, in the hope of moisture not coming out of your skin. So being more moisturized. So making a but seal, like a seal. With- making a seal, right. yes. Mm-hmm. But there are so many better ways to do this. And so with so many better ingredients um, that I, you know, I don't understand why it's such a big trend. It doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense. I saw a, a, a dermatologist, actually a plastic surgeon that I know talk about it actually on uh, Reels yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, and he said he didn't seem to mind it if you put it on over your skincare, like as a, to like seal it in, or, or, and mm-hmm. especially around the eye area. But he did say that if you start to see, you know, that you're getting clogged pores, Whiteheads, clogged pores. Whiteheads, yeah. clogged pores, yeah, to obviously stop doing it. But, um, you know. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think for me, it's about the ingredient itself, right? right? This is, right. you know, this is a, it's um, a petroleum jelly is what they're using a lot. 
Um, and yes, the idea of putting it on after your skincare products so that your skincare products seep in your skin makes sense. But face oils are so a, a much better way of doing this, right? Exactly. It's, it, it's also going to trap your uh, your treatment, your skincare, so that it goes deeper into your skin. But it's also it's also giving your skin good ingredients, so are you good saying, vitamins, good minerals. Are you saying that instead of slugging with a petroleum jelly, some people use aqua for, you know, something like a thick ointment uh, yeah. like that to use an oil instead. So mm-hmm. like put your skincare on and then put an oil on. And put a good quality oil on. Got it. And that's going to give you similar results. And it's just, just much better for your skin. That's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's right. the benefit and the beauty of a, of a face oil is it really locks in right. that moisture. So if you're using a face oil um, that has a lot of nutrients in it, you're not only locking in that good stuff you've already put on your skin, but you're, you're feeding your skin as well. And so um, we can get behind that. Well, so what, what the conclusion is, is that slugging, I hate the term, it sounds so weird, is, is not bad if you use an oil. If you're going to use a Vaseline or an Aquaphor, don't. Because right. And maybe don't call it slugging. And don't call it slugging. <laughs> Call it like, you know, finishing off with an oil. Okay. Yes. And making sure that you're, okay. So here's another disturbing trend. Using baking soda and do-it-yourself masks. Now I know during the pandemic, women were like making their own masks. And I was horrified by some of the stuff they saw, like women putting like lemon juice, like any, like citrus. I'm like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, do not put that on your face. Do not, you know, if you want to do that, I'm like, use honey, use avocado, use a little Mm -hmm. oatmeal, but like, that's it. Right. Personally, I use baking soda to clean my kitchen appliances. So so why would you put that on your face? Right. Okay. So discuss why using baking soda is bad and to do it. And so a lot of people have used it because it has an abrasive nature. So they feel like it's going to be a physical exfoliant. And so that's the logic behind doing it. The reason why it's not a great idea is because the pH of baking soda is too high for the skin. So it could potentially burn or irritate the skin depending on how much water you mix with it or what other things you're mixing with it. I was reading a lot of people mix lemon juice with baking soda and water and use that as a mask, right? So you're just likely going to irritate your skin instead of getting that nice um, exfoliation that you might be looking for. There, there are better things to use for that. It's like pouring acid on your face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you do that, you want to go to the dermatologist, right? Correct. Like you want That's a professional right. to give you that peel. <laughs> right. Right. And acids are not necessarily a bad thing, but there are good acids that you can put on your face. Correct. Obviously. Yes, there are, but I would want it like to be a product that I buy, not a lemon that I take out of my refrigerator. You know, I, I exactly. you know, and the, you want to get the proportions right. I mean, like it's, that's too scary. Um, how about then like coffee grounds? I'm seeing people using coffee grounds and scrubs. I personally, I, I mean, that's like ripping your bit, your face and your body apart. Yeah. But what? listen, it's, you know, it's, these things are harsh for your skin. Your skin's an organ. You know, it is something you don't want to mess with, you know, treat it with kindness, <laughs> you know, treat it, treat it well, you know, it doesn't like to be challenged so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and especially as we get older, it does not bounce back mm-hmm. the way it used to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. And last one I want, or another one I wanted to bring up, obviously not the last, cause there's hundreds of them. What about do it yourself teeth whitening? Yeah. 
everyone's not. I know, right? It's, I mean, it's a similar problem with the baking soda. You know, you're using undiluted hydrogen peroxide on your teeth to whiten your teeth. And a lot of the naysayers say you're potentially going to damage and burn your gums. So that's not ideal either, right? So I think it just goes back to, you know, use the products that have been designed to to get the result that you're looking for rather than just going into your kitchen and and grabbing something that you think might work. So I think though that this this begs to bring up that you, you may think that because you're going into your kitchen or you're getting something natural that you, you know, and you're applying it or whatever, it's not necessarily better than what's been made to combat the problem that you are trying to address. So sometimes chemicals aren't necessarily bad and actually natural things can be very dangerous. I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, they can be and they can be very good, right? right. It's, it's doing your research and research is more than just a TikTok trend, right? There's other things that you need to take into consideration and understand about. And you know, one of the things that you mentioned was um, the balance, right? The balance of right. that ingredient with other ingredients. Um, it just, we see baking soda in toothpaste, but does that Correct. mean it's good to use yeah. on its own? It, right. It, it doesn't. You would hope that they know the what thing. the proportions are that are, they're correct instead of just guessing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think what you don't, I think you can really do some damage if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so scary about TikTok is that we have a lot of non-experts, you know, sharing stuff that they've done. Some of it's good. Some is good. Mm-hmm. But like, then there's like some ridiculous things, which I will, I'll tell you, like, oh my gosh, did I, have I seen some crazy, like, have you seen the woman, um, applying the makeup, uh, instead of using like a makeup sponge or a brush, she used the back of a spoon. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. And like, why? Why? <laughs> like, what was the point? Yeah. yeah. And it's probably a look that you, you really don't want no. to have. Oh, my other favorite one. This is, no, this is not for our age group by, by any means, but oh my gosh, did I get a laugh out of it? Because I, she, this was for real. I think, um, I saw a young woman use red lipstick and like contour her face with red lipstick. And then she applied, I, I don't know, to me about a year's worth of foundation on top of it. And then she blended in such a way that the lipstick kind of came through underneath the foundation. And it ended up looking okay, but it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, but you're wearing about an inch of makeup on your face. Talk about the need to double cleanse, right? Yeah, like that that person needed to like like quadruple cleanse. It was crazy. After she had spatula to get it off. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's that we're older. This is our age, but it's for, for me, it's over the years, it's become about being simple, right? How can I be simple with my skincare and simple with my makeup yeah. instead of making it more work for myself? Oh yeah. And, and, and your skin can't breathe if you're putting your skin all that. Can't breathe. It's right. an organ that needs like air. You know? mm-hmm. I thought I, I, some of the craziest stuff. Um, okay. So how did do it yourself makeup micro needling become a trend? Does it actually have lasting effects and are the risks worth the rewards? Like that kind of freaks me out sticking a needling machine in your face or needle an apparatus. Usually it's like a roller usually is what I've been saying. So let's talk about that. 
Yeah, I really think it became a trend because people were able to buy a tool online very inexpensively, right? So you can go onto Amazon and if you put in microneedle tool, you'll mm-hmm. find something as cheap as $10 and as expensive as, you know, maybe 300 if it has some kind of electronic component to it. So I think I think it the idea feels right to people because they can buy they can buy something online that they can use to do the the technique themselves. But, you know, I, I that's one thing that I absolutely would go to a professional to have done uh, because you need a sterile workplace. You know, your skin needs to be treated and cleaned properly prior to the technique being being done. And I think the only way to probably see any result is to have a professional do it with a tool that is highly designed to do it. Yeah, I I, I agree. But Grace, do you have anything to add to that? Or yeah, I mean this is this is a this is a trend that you don't want to try at home. It's, you just don't want to take a chance. This is this is for the professionals, a controlled environment. Um, you don't want to risk getting an infection and just making things worse. I don't, I just don't think it's worth it. You know, it's funny. I was sent one a couple of years ago uh, by a brand that's, you know, I respect. And I, I just didn't like, I didn't like the way, if, you know, when something feels like I shouldn't be doing it, I listen to that voice in my head. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, I was like, I don't like the way this feels and thinking like it's really poking needles into my face. The right thing, yeah. you know, I, I didn't. I think that's good advice. Yeah. I think that's I think good I'm, advice. If it's something you don't feel like you, it doesn't feel quite right, probably a good thing to stay away from. Yeah. Listen to your gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, what are the long-term negative effects? Oh, this is a good one. Of, <laughs> oh, I love this one. This is one, this is a, one that I've been seeing a lot lately of, ready for this one? Sunscreen contouring. And can you explain <sighs> what that is? I know, I know. I, it, as someone that does not leave, I don't even look out my window without sunscreen all over my face and my neck and my, you know, anymore. Mind you, this is after spending a good deal of my youth out in the sun with, you know, uh, baby lotion on or baby oil. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I, I can't be that critical because I, I am paying for the mistakes of my youth, but explain what sun contouring, sunscreen contouring is, please. Somebody. Yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy that some, some trends you're like, where did this even, how did they think of this? Where did it come from? Um, so the, I, everyone understands, I believe about contouring, right? Contouring is when you highlight certain areas of your face with makeup, darker, lighter, uh, to bring out the natural, make it seem natural, make these highlights seem natural. So the idea of, 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 um, of using an SPF is that you would, you know, put SPF on the areas that you want to highlight blocking them from the sun and having the sun, you know, tan the other areas of your skin. It's crazy. Wow. So it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not only, you know, it, it might look terrible. <laughs> it looks it terrible. It looks terrible. Play, it looks terrible. And you're playing with, you know, you're playing with the dangerous, um, using, sorry, I'm flipping on this one, but, um, you're playing with using the sun and using the dangerous rays of the sun with your skin. Just put your sunscreen all over your face, use a little makeup to highlight, and you'll be beautiful. Right. Use, use bronzer to contour. You don't need the sun, the actual right, sun. Right. 
Right. right. Because those harmful effects might really be long-term sun damage, right? In the areas that did not have the sunscreen over time. If it's, if it's a trend that you continue to follow, you're going to really love those age spots that pop up when you're yeah, you know, you know, much older. I remember, I think Gwyneth Paltrow and some, some other famous people were talking about how they basically spot, they put on sunscreen in certain spots, like their nose or, you know, but she like, and I, I know it was Gwyneth Paltrow and I know there were some other famous people, like celebrities that have said that they do this. It's such a bad idea. Put sunscreen all over your face. I mean, all over every day. I I mean, even your ears. If you notice when you're driving and you're like, for me, that when you drive a lot, that the left side of your face has more damage on it than the right, that says a lot. Like, I know that I have more sunspots on the left side of my face Mm -hmm. from driving. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. And, And by the way, I'd say for the past 20 years, I really wear SPF every single day. And I don't get it from my makeup. I mean, I put an actual SPF on. The, That's the, the best way. The SPF and makeup, I know, sucks. So, um, you know, I, I just hope that women are smart enough to know that that is just not a good idea. Okay. Um, okay. Here's another one. Why have aspirin masks become a trend and what are the reasons why it shouldn't be? So explain this because this one I actually really don't understand. This is terrible. Okay. Christy, do you want to take this? I sure will. Okay. (laughs) So um, aspirin masks have become popular because the active ingredient in aspirin is acetosilic acid, which seems like it might do the same thing as salicylic acid, which we know is good for acne. So the thought is an aspirin mask will help reduce acne on the skin. And it's absolutely not true. The two molecules to do two very different things. And so um, it really won't unclog your pores. It won't reduce oil excretion in the skin or, or prevent breakouts. But what it can do, and this is depending on the concentration, right? Because basically what you're going to do is break up a tablet, mix it with some water, and then spread it over your skin if you don't know what the concentration is, it could actually be too high and lead to redness and irritation, dryness and flaking, which are things that you don't want, right? Like you want to keep your skin calm Mm. if you're suffering from acne um, and not get it all wound up by, by irritating it. And I think this became a trend. It was, there was one person who said that she had less acne from doing this. And the only way that that could be possible is it could bring down the inflammation because it is an anti-inflammatory, right? but it's going to, it's going to do so much more damage and it's certainly not going to stop the acne process. So it's something that you would need to keep doing. And then, you know, it would over time damage your skin even more. It's just not, not a good idea. Yeah, that and that seems to be one that would be probably more for younger women um, that would try this, and or boys and men. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm hoping that you know those listening to this are were a little older and would know better. I hope, right? Right you now, <laughs> I, I mean, I think if you're having skin problems, you're having problems with your skin. Go see a dermatologist, and right before you start 
taking matters into your own hands. You know, I, I would hope. Yeah. That would be my hope. And understand. I think a podcast like this are really good because they're explaining, you know, the reason why these things aren't good. Right. You can understand why ingredients are good for your skin, you know, before you use them. Yeah. That's what, and, and that's what we do all the time, right? We, you know, the ingredients in our product, we look at ingredients in other products and we try to understand what's behind it. What's the reason why this is good or not good for your well, skin before using it? Let's talk about your organic Avoila uh, nourishing face oil, which um, I have tried and I really like it and it's beautifully packaged, I must say. And can you tell us a li- little bit about it? Because it's, it's avocado oil based, correct? It is. And I'm going to tell this story that's going to go a little against what we were talking about before, because we did learn about avocado oil for the skin because I did dry it from my kitchen. I'm sorry. I did. I took the avocado oil in my kitchen and I was desperate. I had very sensitive, very overreactive skin, um, but did a little research on it and and saw that it was a good ingredient for skin. There's a lot of studies that have been done about avocado oil. Um, But what Christy and I did was we looked into it and we looked at for a way to take that avocado oil, elevate it, bring other elements into it, with it, other botanicals, plant-based oils to balance the formula so that it's, it does the best it can do for your skin. So you're taking, well, you know, I, it's funny cause I, I interviewed somebody that has a, an olive oil base, you know, uh, we were talking about olive oil in another podcast and, you know, she's like, it, you're taking a food, basically a food product, which can go bad and spoil and you've got to put things in it to make sure. So you don't, I mean, yeah, I'm sure during the pandemic, you weren't the only person to put avocado oil on your face, (laughs) but it's not, it's not recommended long-term. And so you, Right. right. You obviously knew to take it up a notch and probably take it from being food based to a beauty oil. Correct. I mean, that's my yeah, and the and the ingredients that we have added to it um, really do balance the avocado oil um, so that it is good for 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 different skin types, right? So Not what, just sensitive or dry skin. Right, uh, right. It's actually there's actually you know elements in it that are good for people with oily skin um, that sort of balance the, the the oil and control the oil. Yeah, um, let's talk about that because up. I know that mm-hmm. myself included when I first started using. When I first heard about oil, and I, I just actually did a post on oil. I use it a lot in my life now, but I, I'm telling you, if you had told me five years ago, I was putting it on my body in the shower mm-hmm. before I got out. But I never would have thought about putting it on my face and my neck, and, and, and now I do. So can you maybe explain how it's actually, because I, ha- I used to have oily skin, so the thought of putting oil on oil made no sense to me. And now my skin's drier, and I love oil, but explain how it's okay and why it's different than just putting oil. You know, that makes sense. Did I make it? Do you want to take this? Sure. <laughs> sure. So, you know, we were all taught when we were younger that applying oil to the skin will actually um, cause more breakouts, right? Oh, right. Um, but in fact, like we talked about in the very beginning of our conversation, the oil seals in the, the moisture and we, our skin needs the moisture to be healthy and radiant. And so when you start to strip that oil away, your skin gets angry and it shows its anger 
um, by breaking out, by having you know redness and flakiness and all of these other things. So our skin actually really, really needs that oil to stay um, as healthy as it as it can. Right. And we just did we just did a blog post on um, on face oil for for oily skin. And really, what you want to keep in mind when you're choosing an oil is the comedogenic rating of the oil. So there are certain oils that the molecules are really big and they do clog your pores. And so if there's dirt underneath it, it can get trapped and cause, okay. um, and cause zits uh, and cause blemishes. But the oils uh, that, we, that we have in our face oil, and there are many oils that have a zero, one, and two comedogenic rating, which means that they're not going to clog your pores. They're actually closer in molecule size to the oil that your own skin makes. Okay. So your the own, your own skin is not going to fight it. It's working with it. Okay. So what was the process like for perfecting the formula for Avoila? Can you explain that a little? Well, there were a couple of things that we, we wanted to keep in mind. You know, it was important for us to own our formula, our formulation. Uh, so we worked with a formula, a formulator uh, to get to where, to where we are now. Um, we, it had to feel light. It didn't, it, it would, it wouldn't, it couldn't feel heavy. Um, it had to have uh, a good balance of oils that were, were good for your skin. Um, every every ingredient in it needed to do something good for your skin. And I think the the last thing for us was that it had to smell good. It, does it had to good. feel good to yeah. use, right? Because I want to I want to love my skincare. I want to love using it. Uh, and so that was the final element that we really felt strongly about. Yeah, it's we, got a great we, scent, right? And we didn't start out um, with our the scent profile that we ended up with, and that was actually the the component that we uh, played with the most uh, when we first set out to create the product. We decided we weren't going to add any essential oils to the product because they're controversial, yes, and they are. they're controversial because for some people with very sensitive skin, depending on the percentage of essential oil in the product. They might have a reaction to it, so we we wanted to stay away from that. But then when we got our first couple of samples, and you know, and we experienced the scent, we we knew we we had to add um, some light essential oils at a very small percentage, so people wouldn't actually have that kind of sensitive experience with mm-hmm. the oil. But they would, in fact, enjoy inhaling the scent, it would have a calming, relaxing effect on them as they're applying the product. Yeah. I smelled geranium, a little yes. bit of geranium. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, yeah. I know, that was one I picked up quickly because I like geranium, but yes, there's a little citrus, yep. a little vetiver and a little geranium. Exactly. Yep, I knew it. Yeah. Geranium is one of my favorite essential oils. So that's why I was oh, that's like, great. Oh, I smell that. And I, I think the thing about essential oils to remember too is, um, is depending on where they come from, right? The source, this, it's got to be coming from a really good quality source. Um, otherwise, it, it, it really could harm your skin. So it's not something to play with, um, but it's something that if it's in a good quality oil uh, or product, it's, it's going to be okay for your skin. You know, it's funny. I had read some, I forgot where, but you know, I used to have like a diffuser by my bed mm-hmm. and I put drops, you know, in the diffuser. And I was noticing like my skin was not happy. And then I read like you're diffusing droplets of that into the air and it's getting on your skin. Yeah. And so I've stopped doing that. Like no more diffuser for me. I, I still, right. you know, I, I, I find another way to like heat the oil a little bit, 
but, um, and I have one in my, like a little diffuser thing in my car. Like I put in the, what used to be the lighter area. Um, and that seems to work. Okay. Another question. Um, if Avala had a billboard, what would you put on it? I'm going to leave this to the creative director. Okay. <laughs> no pressure, Well, Grace. it's what we say about it is that every drop brings you closer to skin that you love. You know, and it's true. And it's true every day. Every time I use it, and we're big fans, obviously it's our product, but, but I'm a huge fan. I use it all the time, right. <laughs> everywhere. Um, but every drop that you use is going to do something good for your skin. It's so good for your skin. So every drop brings you closer to the skin that you love. Oh, okay. That was, that was easy. Okay. And then what is one beauty product outside of your skin oil that you use regularly? Each of you. Mm-hmm. Christy, you going first? Oh, I'm thinking about what, what it is. Um, I love a cleansing balm. I love the Dema Mayal cleansing balm. It just has a rich, thick texture. Um, especially living in in Utah um, in the winter, like I, my skin just oh, yeah. really loves this thick um, balm that you know I, I I I massage into my skin, so it's kind of getting a little bit of that like face yoga face massage um, effect, and then taking a warm washcloth and like really wiping it off before I then apply Avola. I feel like I've I've double oiled right. I've right. I've kind of. Yeah, I'm adding some extra moisture that way. I found I found a, a that's funny. I've discovered a balm as well, a cleansing balm that I really like, and for, during the winter, and it's been great. You know, I don't know. I don't think it's something I would I would use in the summer because I'm in New York. Yeah. Um, you know, I want something a little lighter maybe to cleanse with. But um, I I agree. Try the uh, Wander Beauty has a good one too. Okay, yeah, I'll try it. It's new. It's new. Okay, how about you, Grace? I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go with a, with a target favorite for me. So I don't always use an eye cream, but sometimes I feel like I do. And, uh, I use the one from honest and it's got really good ingredients. And I find that if I use the eye cream and then use my avoir to kind of seal it, um, it's a great combination. So that's one of my favorites. I also like a, um, a good mud mask every once in a while. There's one from Kiehl's that I use. Yeah, I love Kiehl's. And, you know, Honest is great. I mean, listen, there's nothing against buying skincare products and things. It's gotten so much better at mass retailers. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, just in the past, like, 10 years, it's night and day. Absolutely. So, there are good products out there. There are good, clean skincare products out there. Yes. Um, you just have to have to look at the ingredient list. I think you should do that with everything, your food, yeah. everything. So Absolutely. Okay. Anything else you, you two would like to add? Uh, before we wrap it up, this has been a great, co- I, I love talking about these crazy TikTok trends. I do. They're nuts. Yeah. I would just say, you know, you can have fun watching some of these things, but before you try them, just do a little deeper research into what it is that you're, you're going to do just to make sure you're well-informed. Right. Yeah. How about you, Grace? I think, I think that's great advice. You know, my, my 12 year old looks at these skincare trends and she thinks they're super fun and wants to, you know, play around with them, but you really have to know what you're doing, whether your skin is young or middle-aged or, you know, older, it doesn't matter. It's, um, be careful with the ingredients. Yeah. You know, and, and these TikTok trends are not just made for, you know, teens or millennials. Yeah. I mean, plenty of, you know, women in midlife, uh, putting up some crazy stuff. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, I think use your discretion, right? Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. I hope you guys. Thank are, you. Uh, thanks for being Yeah, it was here. great. This was fun. Thanks so much, Christy and Grace. We're going to wrap it up. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. I have a new pro-aging podcast bi-weekly. So please contact Lauren at fountain30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Thanks everyone for listening. And if that little voice in your head says, this is weird, I'm not, I don't think I should be doing it. Listen to it. Take care everyone until next time. Bye-bye.